Welcome to Christian Concepts, a weekly show in which I hold thoughtful discussions about Christianity, its concepts, and misconceptions. I'm your host, Taj, and today we're going to talk about pride. Now, the world usually has a positive spin on pride, especially in light of things such as like parades and have some pride in it, you know, uh, show some pride while you're doing it. I take great pride in being a parent and all these different things. But generally speaking, the Bible has a very negative take on pride. And today we're going to discuss why that is. So when we're speaking about pride, what are we speaking about? Are we talking about the modern sentiments that are attached to it, such as these parades, um, you know, pride at work and all those different things? No, what we're going to do is define it. Pride is having a very high regard for yourself, for your own merits or achievements. In other words, it is loving yourself more than you love others. Is self-love bad? Well, in today's age, you know, that seems like a very popular advice. Uh, Have some self-love, love love yourself, hashtag self-love and all these different things. But in the context of the Bible and Christianity, well, pride is the first sin. Now, you might be wondering what the first sin um, wasn't the first sin take place in the Garden of Eden with Adam. Well, no. Before that, believe it or not, that was the first sin on earth. And that was the first sin with man. But if you look at Ezekiel 28, verse 14, you'll see that the first sin was actually committed by the devil. It says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Now, that was actually referring to Lucifer. At this time, he was an angel in heaven, and he was uh, he was kind of a big deal back in the day. You know, he was up in heaven. He was over certain things. Uh, what exactly his different roles are? You know, if you read through that passage of Ezekiel 28, it seemed like he had jewels and possibly he was a, a musical creature. Either way, it was very beautiful, majestic. Well, what ends up happening to him? is he becomes filled with pride. See, he really starts to think he is somebody. He feels like he is somebody, right? And what he ends up saying, um, as you can see in Isaiah 14, 14, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds and I will be like the most high. See, from this point on, Lucifer, he starts to really feel himself. He starts to think of himself as much higher than he actually is. Now, God created him. He is a created being. So he was made by God, but he starts to really think of himself in a high regard, so much so that he wants to basically dethrone God. He wants to put himself above God. And what ends up happening, if you read through various passages, is it seems as much as a third of heaven, he led in a rebellion against God and he was cast out of heaven ends up on earth and that is how the whole garden of eden and the uh, the the fall of man if you will took place it took place after lucifer's sin so the first sin in the bible is not in, in 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 order as far as the writing of the text but when you read through past genesis you'll see that the the serpent who was formerly lucifer an angel of god in heaven in a very high position now, let's let's remember that all things were created by him and for him, meaning God, right? So God is absolutely the one who is on top of the throne. He is the most high, meaning that he is the highest. You cannot go higher than God. So when Lucifer says that he wants to be like the most high, and then he starts to lead the other angels in rebellion against him, he is directly challenging God's throne and authority. Now, God is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Without him, there is nothing. He was there. He is absent of time. He is eternal. He is not a created being. And 
Lucifer, who came into existence by God's creation, then trying to dethrone him is pride. And that's where it all began. Now, it might sound selfish that God wants to be the center of the world, it's the center of everything, but just think of it this way, right? It's sort of like a, a parent, right? When a parent creates children, just as God created everything in the world, it's really for their benefit, right? Like, no one says, hey, you know what? I'm going to do this child a favor and bring them into the world. No, what they're actually saying is I would love to have a child that I can contribute to. I can teach and I can leave my mark on this earth. I can contribute. And and, and really, a parent has a child for their own benefit, right? And in result, the pleasure of having children, they're able to bless the world, if you will. They're able to spread their love. They're able to leave a legacy. They're able to do a lot of things. But initially, that child never asked to be born, right? So it's sort of like the position of when God created everything. Now, Lucifer and all the other created beings, Adam, Eve, uh, the animals, and everyone did not ask to be created. God created them because it was a way for him to express himself, for him to share his love, uh, express his creativity, and so many other different things. But at the end of the day, they were we were all created for his enjoyment and he loves us, right? So when Lucifer is directly challenging him, uh, pride fills him up. That is why he is cast out, right? So you might be wondering, well, God sounds sort of self-centered. Like all of this is revolving around him. Well, it's not really self-centered in the sense that it's wrong. It is self-centered in the fact that he is the center of everything. Without God, there is nothing. You know, like I said, he created everything. Just picture nothing being in existence, which is kind of hard to uh, imagine, but nothing being in existence. God's just strolling around in this nothingness and decides to create everything. And that thing, which is Lucifer, decides to rebel against him, right? So, you know, we are not supposed to be proud. We are supposed to be basically humble heirs, right? You have to think of the big difference between a uh, a very wealthy person who has a child that you know can, is considerate and is uh, w- willing to serve other people, treats other people as just being human beings and is not full of themselves, versus the hotshot trust fund baby that nobody likes. They treat people terribly. They are uh, entitled. They are offensive. They are rude and all these different things. That person really thinks they are somebody. But here's the ironic part about it is they think they are somebody based on the merits, the things that their parents have done. There really wasn't even anything that they did. They just have a high inflated self, uh, 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 self-opinion. And that's sort of like a proud person, right? At the end of the day, God is the one who creates all these things, allows us to have these things, whether it be talent, riches, and so forth and whatnot. So when we are filled with pride, it's very much like that hot shot, hot shot trust fund baby. But I'm not here to just pick on trust fund babies. What this actually does, the real problem with pride more than anything, is it causes us to break the quote-unquote two great commandments. If you take a look at Matthew 22, verse 36 through 40, you will see that Jesus really breaks down the law into two commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. That is the first and great commandment. The second of which is thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, right? So really all 10 commandments and the summary of the Bible could be really combined and condensed down into those two things, right? Well, pride prevents us from keeping either of those. 
There is no way that you're going to give God all of your love. You're going to love God with everything you have if you have an inflated view and an inflated opinion of yourself, such as Lucifer. If you really think that you are so special, the world revolves around you, and that you should be the top dog, you are the center of everything, you will never give God the love that and respect that he deserves. Likewise, you will not treat man, other people, I should say, in the same way, right? There is no way you can possibly treat your neighbor and love your neighbor and give to your neighbor and respect your neighbor if you think you are better than them, that you deserve uh, life and liberty and all these different things more than anyone else. It is very hard for you to, to, to really display this love and th- this biblical uh, commandment to be kept, really. You are, as a proud person, you're not going to do that. And what's most dangerous of all, finally, pride is honestly the most natural and subtle sin of them all. See, the Bible has nothing really to say about uh, self-help and self-love, taking some me time and all these different things, because Generally speaking, it is natural to be self-interested. It is natural to preserve oneself. If you look at animals in the wild, they are self-preservation is the law of the land, right? They will do anything they can do to survive. So it is natural for us to think of ourselves first. That is why the Bible, there has so much to say about how you treat your neighbors, how you treat your spouse, your children, your parents, your employees, and so forth. I mean, honestly, if if people were able to love others as they love themselves, they wouldn't steal, they wouldn't cheat, they wouldn't kill, they wouldn't do any of those things that that the Bible is uh, condemning. Because at the end of the day, all those crimes, if you will, all those sins that we commit against other people is direct result of we think that we deserve something that they don't. We deserve to live. We deserve to have the money. We deserve whatever it is more than that other person. And that is the reason why we as individuals commit sins against other people. And then as far as sinning against God, if we think that we deserve to live our life, we deserve to uh, have all these different things because we are so awesome, then who is God to say that we should praise him, right? So that is why pride is so uh, offensive and why the Bible really has nothing positive to say about this. So in conclusion, the Bible tells us that we should be diligent about things. We should give care. Uh, we should give it all, uh, give things our all. We should lead, utilize all of our talents and everything that God has gives us so that we can, uh, really produce and, 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 and bless the world and serve God and do all these things to the best of our abilities. But it does not tell us to be proud about anything. It, it is not about self-promotion. It is not about praising ourselves. It is not about doing things for show. Because, you know, we might be the center of our little world. In our little mind, in our little circle, we are at the center of that because we're looking out. And everything that we see and observe in the world, it, it, it might seem like everything is revolving around us. But in reality, God is the center of everything. And it is absolutely impossible to demonstrate biblical love towards him or towards other people if we are proud. So, did I pop any bubbles today? What do you think about that?
If you check out the show notes, you'll see all the links to social media. And I would really appreciate it if you leave some reviews on wherever you're listening to podcasts, right? Whatever app that you're using to listening to uh, this show right now, I would really appreciate if you give me some feedback. And of course, reach out to me on social media. And again, still giving out those digital collectibles, aka NFTs. You know, you might not be familiar with the term NFT. It's just something that you can collect digitally and they're unique. And there's something that you can collect, you can trade, you can share, you can give them away. You can get that for free just by reaching out to me on one of those platforms that are in the show notes. So thank you for spending this time with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the next one. Later.